you uh, something that I consider really important. One thing that you must know is that the Word of God is a double-edged sword. God has been doing a lot in our congregation. We've had, uh, you know, financial situations as we, since we've declared from the beginning of the year. Uh, what God has been doing is all I'm hearing is thousands and thousands of dollars, job situations, and the blessings that God is pouring upon God's people. What I'd like you to know is God, He started something. It's not right for you to come to church and don't expect anything from God. You cannot come into the presence of God and leave his presence empty-handed. When you come to church and you are not expecting anything to happen to change your situation, then you are not walking according to the Spirit and you are not walking in faith. You are not living by faith. The just shall live by faith. It's not, well, only when I have problems. No, it's a constant thing. The just live by faith. The just will walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We constantly do this. You don't quit. You keep doing it. You keep expecting when you see God, the wind is blowing and God is moving, expect your own portion. <laughs> there used to be a song that we sang in church, Pass me not, remember? Pass me not to gentle. Give me that which belongs to me. That should be your heart. Where is mine, O Lord? And he'll give you yours. I can't see God moving in others or healing people. And I'm not healed. I've got to get healed. I've got to talk to God about my healing, my situation. God, you're moving. What's wrong with my situation here? What's holding me back? What do I lack? He'll let you know. And he'll bring his healing to you. Christians get so easily discouraged when things don't happen immediately. God always has an appointed time. There's always a season with God. Don't give up. It's a double-edged sword. What I'm saying is, share with your friends about what God is doing in other lives that you've heard in church. That was my ministry. You know, I, I love talking to people, my friends. Unbelieving, they listen. If I quote John 3.16, they'll tell me they don't want to hear. But when I start telling them what's happening, what's happening in church, how people got delivered, how they got saved, their lives changed. This man, something like this happened to him. They listen very closely. And the desire begins to well up in them. Maybe I'm missing out on God this day. Maybe I should draw closer to God. And if they have similar problems, guess what? They begin to want to know Jesus. And you're leading them to Christ. And when you work for God's kingdom, God will work for your own life as well. He will. Christians don't understand. When God's doing something, talk about it. With your friends, your family members. You're praying for your family members to be saved. Don't preach at them. They won't listen. <laughs> I'm very aware of this and I keep it so hard very clearly. I don't preach to my family members. The, Jesus said the prophet is not without honor, save in his own country, among his own kinsfolk. In his own household, they won't listen. I've come to believe that very strongly. So if I want to do stuff, I do it from the pulpit. That's a different thing. It, it, just, it, that's just the way it is. I remember my daughter, or maybe it was my son, and I told him something. Said, "Well, that's not what pastor said," and they mean their youth pastor. And I'm trying to convince them. I know what I'm talking about. Said, "Well, that's not what." Pastor West or Pastor George says, well, I say, Pastor George works for me, no kid. <laughs> it's just the way people are. It's so true. So I have to find ways to put the word in them, especially when they ask questions. That's when I'm able to talk to them much and really, and I won't quit. 
When they ask the question, I just bury them in the question. <laughs> That's my opportunity because they're asking. Amen? It's so true, but share with people. Talk to them. Talk to your family members of what you're seeing in church. That's when to awaken their desire for God, that God is already placed in them. And in that way, you're witnessing. Amen? So we need to be spreading the word of God and what God is doing. And God encourages us to share with people about what he's doing. As they come in and they hear the word of God, they are delivered, you get your own deliverance as well. And as you speak the word about what God is doing in other lives, God begins to minister to your situation. And before long, yours comes to you. Amen? So that's the way it is. Tonight, I want to talk to you about the cure for crisis. The cure for crisis. I think the other day I was sitting in my office and um, I like to go into the history of, of the church and what God has done in the past. These days I can find things on, on the computer and I really enjoy, you know, what God has done through people. It challenges me and makes my heart to really rejoice at what God has done and brings the fact that God is God. Today, he is still alive. He is doing incredible things around the world so that I cannot limit him. He can do more than what I've seen him do in my life, in my life and, and in your lives here. But as I was enjoying that and as I heard in my spirit, talk to my people about my peace. Talk to my people about my peace. And uh, that was not something I was preparing. I said, okay, bro, if I'm going to talk to your people about your peace, you've got to show me where to go. He goes, I don't know where to go with this. What is this? But as I studied, I realized that his peace comes from what he's given to us. And that is the cure for crisis. You want to know the cure for crisis? Righteousness. Righteousness is God's cure for crisis in any life. The only thing that separated mankind from true peace was righteousness. The only thing that prevented us from coming into glory, coming into the throne room, where you can meet with God and experience glory, is righteousness. Now, what you think is righteousness is not what righteousness is all about. And I believe most of us know what that is. Righteousness is simply this. Right standing with God. The ability to be able to come into God's very presence and not shrink back, feeling guilty. Or that you are not supposed to be in here. This is just too holy. We can't stand standing in his presence. That's what righteousness is. And you can't have that on your own. There is two kinds of righteousness. We are two kinds of righteousness. There is man's righteousness. Our own righteousness. And the righteousness of God. You can't stand in God's presence with your righteousness. It won't be enough. You can't even come in into his very presence with your righteousness. Once you get before him, it becomes filthy rag, and you are totally uncomfortable in his presence, and you can't do business with him. The only way to do business with God is to come into his presence in righteousness. That's the only way to be able to do transactions with God. Only through righteousness. And that's what prevented us from peace. Because He is our peace. You cannot be in the very presence of God and experience crisis. That's where our peace is. That's where our provision is. Everything is given to us for righteousness, that's what Jesus came for. The Bible tells us, 2 Corinthians 
chapter 5, verse 21, it says, For he who knew no sin, he made to be sin for us. God made Jesus to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The whole reason Jesus came is to give us right standing, to be able to come before God. He wanted to have us to have righteousness. His righteousness. Paul said, I want to come before him not having my own righteousness that's born out of what I have done, but his righteousness. I want to be found in his righteousness because that's what opens everything up for a man. And so Jesus came to die so that we can have his righteousness. And if you read in, in um, uh, Romans chapter 10, Paul said, I know, I, I have this heart break for the Jews because I know they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge because they are going after their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. So they can't really stand before God in righteousness. So righteousness is what brings you through, through peace. Righteousness is what cures crisis in our lives. In Isaiah chapter, chapter 3 verse 10, God says, Say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. Say to the righteous, it shall be well with them. They shall eat the fruits of their doings. So the righteous does something. And God says to the righteous, no matter what's going on in your life, God says, say to the righteous that it shall be well with them. They shall eat the fruit of their doings. And when you, whatever your righteous is doing, they will eat the fruit. So the righteous has a special message from God. And you are righteous before God. And so you will eat. It will be well. No matter what's going on in your life, the crisis will disappear. If you have right standing with God, the crisis will disappear. God says, I want you, my servant, Isaiah, tell them. Those that are in Christ, righteous, is going to be well. No matter what's going on in your life today, all things are working together for good for your sake. Is going to be well. Don't worry about anything. I want you, my servant, go to them. Tell them. It's going to be well with them. You will eat the fruit of your doings. No one will take that out of your mouth. The crisis will disappear. You will eat, certainly eat the fruits of your doing. As you do the works of God and you see nothing today, don't worry about it. Say to them. No need to worry. It shall be well. So righteousness is the cure for crisis. Psalm 5 verse 12. 12 you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Who will God bless? God doesn't have a choice according to his word. Amen. If you're righteous, he's going to bless you. And he gave you the righteousness of Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things, your whole life is gone. God doesn't remember that. You are a new creature. He made Jesus to be seen for you and for every one of us, not our own righteousness, but he gave us his righteousness. And we have that. And God says, say to them, those that are in Christ and have the righteousness of God, he's going to be well with you. No matter what's going on in your life, it's going to be okay. Just relax. Don't be anxious. <laughs> Just wait and see how God works things out. That's what God is doing for our church this year. I'm telling you, God's going to do a great work in the Ark Fellowship. I'm telling you, I believe God. I don't look to what I see one of these days and mark this word. Because we are putting out God's word. And the word will bear fruit. This place is going to be packed. People that you are ministering to, 
people that want to experience what you are experiencing because you have come to know that you are not going to be, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. God made you that. How can you be made the righteousness of God and you say you are righteous? <laughs> Who is lying here? You're righteous. You have right standing with God because of what Jesus did. That's the gospel, the good news, that even though you've done bad things in the past, you're righteous. God made him to be seen, and then he made you to be righteous. How can God make you righteous, and then you say you're not? <laughs> God is not a man that he should lie. He said it, and that's who you are. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. And God is saying, say to them, prophet, say to them, he's going to be well. He's going to be okay no matter what. The devil can never have the upper hand. Never. Never. He's going to be well. Just stay close to the master. Amen. Stay close to the master. He will never disappoint you. God says, I will not allow you to suffer shame. I will not put you to disgrace. I believe those words, amen? I believe them with all of my heart. And I believe God's going to make me and God's going to make you. And the world will see what God has done in your life. And they will say, truly, God has done a great work. We cannot deny it. Look at him. Look at her. Last year, that was our situation. Now, look at, and you say, is the Lord receive? We know. We just need to know how we can get into this good side of God that you've gotten into. Amen? Is the righteousness of God. Say to the righteous. You know, in Isaiah chapter 48, verse 18, the word God is saying, Oh, that you had heeded my commandments. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments. Then your peace would have been like a river. His commandment is you take his word and you believe his word. Your peace would have been like a river. And what? Your righteousness as the waves of the sea. Whose righteousness? Your righteousness. Hidden is what he's just doing what the New Testament says to do. Amen. If he says to witness, you do it. If he says to pray, pray. If he says to pray in tongues, you do those things. If he says to forgive, forgive your enemies. Just do them. Amen. They are just fruits of the work of righteousness. Notice what it says. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments. It's not the doing the commandments that gives you the righteousness. Did you say that? It says, then your peace would have been like a river. And your righteousness, so you are already righteous, you just heeded this commandment, right? Your righteousness as the waves of the sea. Waves of the sea. How many of you have heard about tsunamis? <laughs> when you allow God to walk out the fruit of your righteousness, you have a tsunami of waves that would drown every opposition against your life. Amen. You have peace. You have peace that would drown every crisis that comes into your life. Peace. Just heeding his commandment, doing what God tells you to do. When he says to give, you give. Amen. When he says to pray, you pray for them. 
Whatever he tells you to do, you keep doing those things. Not for you to be righteous. You already have your righteousness. But now, when you do those things, your righteousness begins to, begin to work for you. He's called the fruit of your righteousness. Waves of the sea. Your peace like the rivers. Like a river. You know, we used to sing this song, you know, Fill my cup, Lord. How you sing that song? Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and what is test, quench the thirsting of my soul. God didn't give you a cup. Stupid song. He says, if anyone believes in me, out of his belly will what? Flow rivers of living water. What are you talking about? Yes, my cup. Who needs a cup? (laughs) I need a river. What you need is a river, not a cup. Some of these silly songs we sing in church, I feel like destroying them sometimes. I hate them. I wish we'd never sing those things in church. I mean, these are not songs for us. He who believes in me, if you hear this commandment, then he says your peace will be like a river. And that's what Jesus said. If you believe in me, he who believes in me, out of his belly will flow rivers. Not just one, rivers of living waters, not cups. And this little light of mine, I hate those songs. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. I don't, many times when they are singing, I'm going to tell Jason, please don't sing that song or change that part. Change that part. I, don't give me, the, when I have a river of peace, when you take something away from me, am I still going to have my river of peace? Those things are silly. Because the New Testament is clear. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. In other words, God doesn't take them back. But we're constant and then we're happy. We're singing, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Cancel it. I, use, I usually, when they sing that song, I sing, the Lord gives and gives always. That's all I sing. He gives, he gives always. That's all I sing. I cancel that part. Please tell Jason, change that part. So when people come and say, your church is strange. Is the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. We don't sing those things. The Lord doesn't do that. Amen? We should follow scriptures, not man's thinking. The words that Job said, I spoke like a man without understanding. Those are the words we sing in church and we are rejoicing. And what comes out of our mouth is what comes to us. We shouldn't be singing those songs. Amen? When you obey God's word, and we have to understand something. You see, for me, the Bible tells us that when we believe, he who believes does not make haste. You rest. You know, I don't know what the future holds for our church and for my life. But I believe it's going to be very big. And I resist anything, any kind of thought that comes into my head against it. I said, no, no, it's going to be big. Because I believe that the Lord called me, like he said from the scriptures, as he told me, he called me in the 11th hour. Doesn't mean I'm not going to have the same wages as those that were called in the first hour. Amen. I believe that with all of my heart. God didn't make any mistakes. I'm going to, if if God is on his throne, and I know he is, and he is faithful to his people, I will have the same wages as those who were called in the first hour. And I'm not waiting to see that there. (laughs) I want to see it here. Amen. I want to see it here. And God's going to do it. God's going to do it. Just one miracle can turn everything around. 
and look into it. And you will never get discouraged. <laughs> never. We walk by faith and not by sight. I want the people of the Earth Fellowship to be excited about the God that you've come to believe in. Because God is a respecter of no man. Stay faithful to him. Stay faithful to the righteousness that he's given to you. And I'm telling you, that righteousness is going to produce. It is the cure for all crisis. I'm reminded of a scripture. Teresa, please help me. Uh, um, Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. The works of righteousness. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments. You got it? He says, now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed that you have sown. And what? Increase what? Increase the fruit of what? Of your righteousness. Increase the fruit of your righteousness. <laughs> That's what God gave to us. And there is a river that flows to your heart from your righteousness. It's not God's righteousness. Now it's God's righteousness that he made you. He made you to become the righteousness of God in Christ. When you stand, you are standing as the righteousness of God. Nothing else. That's what the scripture says. And there is fruit of righteousness that comes because of who God has made you. That's why the Bible says, God will bless the righteous. And with favor, he'll surround him or her as a child. Just like a child around you. Everywhere you go, favor. It's only according to your faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Good things are coming to you. Open your eyes and see. Open your heart and your hands to receive. From what God is doing. We can make it happen, but we can proclaim what God has said. And if you are not discouraged and you stay put and immerse yourself in the things of God, those good things will come to you. When I think about these things, you know, the Bible says in, in Psalm 103, he says, you know, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And don't forget all of his benefits. Forget none of his benefits. One of them, he redeems your life from destruction. In redeeming my life from destruction, there is no way I'm going to die in a plane crash. I say this over and over again. That's destruction. That's destruction. From some kind of accident? No. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Can I hear an amen? That's who you are. God didn't lie. He made Jesus to be seen and he made you to be the righteousness of God. You are God's righteousness. That's what the scripture says. And that's the cure for crisis in your life. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace. Who's heart is mine he stayed on you because he trusts in you you do that you trust in God when you obey God's word and you believe in his word you act on his word then you reap your fruit of righteousness in, in um, Deuteronomy chapter, tw chapter 28 verse 1 and 2 this is the scripture it's so important when you do the things that God has demanded, that righteousness that you are having in your life demands that you do. Amen? So that you can reap 
the fruit of righteousness, just as we read in, in first, uh, first Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, that as you put, if you give, God gives so the seed to the sower, and as you give, he increases the seed, he gives you bread to eat, and then increase the fruit of your righteousness. There is fruit there of righteousness as you do something for God. So he tells us in Deuteronomy 28, he says, Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, whatever he's telling you to do. I'm very grateful to God tonight because I was sitting in my office. I never thought about what I was going to be preaching, but I felt like I heard from my spirit that God just said to me, Now talk to my people about my peace. And I said, well, I will, but what part of that? <laughs> I don't know what to say. But as you sit down and I'm ready to put my mind down, okay, God, show me what to say. He begins to share with you. Amen? He begins to share with you. And I'm sure that that's for somebody here tonight. Amen? He said, if you obey the voice of the Lord, your God, and God will speak to you as his child. And sometimes it's not what we call the commandment of God. It may just be, give this person $10. That's his voice. You obey that, and as you listen, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You are led to do things. Just, not, not just what commandments. That's the law. But just doing things. Yet obeying what you know God asks you to do. Your tithing and all of those are his commandments. You're supposed to do those things. So that your peace will be like a river. And your righteousness will go before you as the waves of the sea. But this is what God says here. If you, keep careful, if you are careful, you are diligent in keeping his commandments which I am giving to you, he says this day, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. God will set you high above all nations of the earth. What is he talking about? He tells you. And all these blessings. <laughs> Amen. That's why he'll bless you above your nation. Amen. So the nation can be going through all kinds of economic woes, but it won't affect you. Because God has set you high above the nation. God has set you high. He's not going to make you president if you want to be. That's your business. <laughs> but he's going to set you high above all nations. So while they are suffering famine, you are blessed. And you are way up there. Everybody's scratching and hurting. But you still have. Because you have obeyed the voice of the Lord your God. Your righteousness goes forth before you. Like a river. Drowning every opposition that comes your way. He goes before you like a tsunami. Covering and wrapping every opposition, every obstacle against your life. That's what they and your peace, your shalom, peace, no matter what's happening in the country, God has set you way up above all nations. That's what the word says. That's what the word says. That's what Jesus said. If you can only believe. That's why I'm asking you, believe with me about what God's going to do with our church. Amen. <laughs> you and I together. You and I together. God walking with us. Don't get discouraged. Don't let the small beginning <laughs> trouble you. Because God will do a quick work. Amen. He'll do a quick work. When we stand by his word and we refuse to bow. Amen. I like this scripture here. Psalm 72 verse 7. Oh, I love this scripture. Beautiful. For you. He says, in his days, his days, we are living in his days. Say that with me. I'm living in his days. Yes. In his days, 
the righteous shall flourish in his days. And we are living in his days. The righteous, this is the time, the New Testament time. When Jesus is with us and his Holy Spirit is living inside of us. These are the days of heaven and earth. God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's given everything to us. In his days, the righteous will flourish. Then it's not in his days the righteous may flourish. The righteous will flourish. The righteous in his days, the righteous shall flourish. An abundance of peace. Notice every time he talks about righteousness, he talks about peace. They go together. They are the cure for crisis in your life. No matter what's happening. That's why I believe the Bible says all things work together for good to those who love God. And those who are not just loving God, but you are called according to his purpose. He wants the world to see that's a showcase for me. Let them see. That's why I've often said here, God wants it. Your beautification is God's glory. When God beautifies you, he receives glory. That's what the word says. That's what the word says. We are living in his days. These are the days of the Lord. On Sunday, it's called the day of the Lord. Everything is referenced to him. Whether you like it or not, everything is referenced to him. If you say you are 53 years old, you are saying that in relationship to him. Whether you like it or not, whether you are a Muslim or not, that's the only date that counts. Is that a B.C. or A.D.? Everything is related to him. These are his days. And in his days, the righteous will flourish an abundance of peace until the moon is no more. The moon is still there. These are the days for me to flourish. Who's going to stop me? Hallelujah. These are the days for us to flourish. Don't just sit back there and say, oh, that sounds so nice, Pastor. Oh, it's nice. Oh, we don't want all this nice stuff. Act on it. Believe it. Say it from your mouth that good things are coming to you. You're not going to suffer sickness or disease. If it's in your body, speak to it. Tell them, these are the days of the Lord. This is not my portion. I'm not receiving it. The doctors have spoken, but the Lord has spoken. These are the days of the Lord. And we flourish, we don't flourish with sickness. We flourish with good things. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. How many days? Till the moon is no more. Amen. Till the moon is no more. That's what the word says. In his days, the righteous shall flourish. Do I still have time, ladies? <laughs> I got five minutes. Okay. Thank you. The key that you must understand, you are in covenant with God. And the covenant you have with God is a covenant of peace. The one that drowns every crisis that comes into your life. Jesus said in John chapter 16 verse 33, He says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation." But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. These are the days of the master. Amen. And the righteous must flourish. The world, they will oppose, but they can't get you down. Jesus said, don't let that worry you. 
the economy may go bad and all of this stuff in the world, the tribulation, problems here and there. He says, be of good cheer. Keep your peace. He said, what I'm telling you, I'm saying these words not for me because I just want to say something. The words that I'm saying are for your good. These things I'm saying to you that in me you may find peace. You may have peace. His word brings you peace. You stay with his word. What the word says. Because you have a covenant of peace with him. And you must know the terms of the covenant. You must know what is written in the will. Amen. Because you are in covenant with him. If you don't know what's written in the will, you live out there like the prodigal son. Not knowing what belongs to you in your father's house. You must know the will. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. But in the world there's tribulation. But don't let that worry you. I took care of that. That's what he said. I took care of that. In Isaiah 54 verse 10, it says, For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. His covenant of peace will never be removed from your life because you have found mercy on him. Let me say this as we close, okay? Satan will always come in that you. If you read in uh, Second Kings chapter 1, there was a king of uh, Israel and he sent to another country because he had fallen and he was in his bed dying and he was, wanted Beelzebub to let him know whether he would live or die. And Elijah heard about it and said to them, Go and tell your king. He's in his bed. He won't come, from, he won't come down from that bed. He's going to die. And they went to the king. They didn't go to, the, to this foreign country. They went back. And he said, well, I sent you. What happened? You got by? Yeah. We met this guy. He is hairy. And uh, he wears a, a camel's belt. <laughs> the king said, that's Elijah the Tishbite. That's him. And so he said, go get him. And he sent a captain of 50 to go and get Elijah. And they walked up to Elijah. They said, man of God, come down. The king says, we should get you in. And he replied, if I am the man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50. And fire came down from heaven and consumed them. Wow. They were all gone. what you should be doing. Don't you have the righteousness of God? If I be the man of God or the woman of God, let fire come down from heaven. When the enemy comes against you, don't just sit back there and be saying, Jesus has told you, my peace I give to you to take care of all your trouble." And now some crisis is coming to your life to challenge what God has given to you. And they are trying to, just like the devil said to Jesus, if you be the, you know that word? If you be the son of God, well then show them if I am truly, let fire come down and consume this problem. 
You have to know who you are and what God has made you. That's the point. You have to know that God is giving you perfect peace. When your mind is stayed on Him, Isaiah 26 verse 3, when your mind is stayed on Him, He gives you perfect peace. And when something comes to take away your peace, you say, who are you? Where did you come from? No, I am a man of perfect peace. Where did you come from? Fire. Amen. Let it come from heaven and consume your problem right now. I'm going to drown you in my tsunami of peace. Amen. Amen. Alzheimer's. But the point, the king heard about it. And you think that after he's heard about it, <coughs> excuse me, he'll settle down and say, I don't want to kill any more people. The devil, he's, he's not smart, amen. <laughs> he still sent another captain of his troop. So what is it? You must constantly fight for your peace, amen. Because the devil, is, he keeps coming. He sent another captain of his troop. And the fellow God then says, just like the former guy, uh, uh, man of God, king said, he says, fire comes down from heaven. And uh, the same thing happened. And the, thought, the, the king didn't learn. He sent another. He's going to destroy his whole army. But this time the captain was smart. He, he knelt down and pleaded for his life. Please, don't consume us with the fire. May the devil kneel before you <laughs> and beg. That's why the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. As long as you keep running from the devil, he'll keep chasing after you. You never want the devil to see your back. If you read uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, there is no armor for your back. Have you read that? There is no armor for your back. Never allow the devil to see your back because he knows you are exposed. He won't quit coming after you. Amen. Never let him see your back. You always have to fight. But when you resist him, the Bible says he what? He will flee. Don't give him your back. Always confront him with your river of peace. With your waves of righteousness. Confront him constantly. Don't allow him to ever take your peace. Is he going to quit? No, he keeps coming. But then you keep fighting. You never quit. So maintain your peace. Jesus says, my peace I give to you. Not like the world. My peace I give to you. These words I've spoken to you. That in me, you may find peace. In the world, there is tribulation. But don't let that worry you. Because I've already taken care of that. Amen? He'll take care of you. I'm going to end with this scripture, which is so important. In Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself. Amen. <laughs> I love that. May the Lord of peace himself. Who is he? He is the Lord of peace himself. Jesus is called the Prince of that drowns every crisis. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace. How often? Always. Now, peace. Tomorrow morning, peace. The Lord of peace himself. Giving you peace always. Till the day you die. Till the moon is no more. Peace always. This year, peace. Next year, peace. That means your children are taken care of. 
No crisis, no accident, none of this stuff. But the Bible says, be it unto you according to your potential. May the Lord of peace, God is the master, the owner of peace. And he'll give it to you always. In every way. Everywhere. Your finances, your children, your marriage, your relationship, your family, your job. Every way. That's what the scripture says. To cure every crisis that comes into your life. May the Lord of peace himself, himself, that great master of the universe, that great God himself, who made you the righteousness of God. He, he is God, but then he made you his righteousness. May he give you peace, not sometimes, always. Till the moon is no more. Amen. That's your portion tonight in Jesus' name. I speak it over your life tonight in Jesus' name. Would you receive? I speak it over your life tonight in Jesus' name. May the peace of God be yours in Jesus' name. Whatever brings you peace and enjoyment and pleasure in life, success, may God give that to you tonight in the name of Jesus. God who holds nothing against any one of us. He holds nothing against you because you are in his house and you love him. All things are working together for your good. The angels are being released right now to work on your behalf, to bring you your inheritance, that great inheritance that Jesus purchased with his precious blood. Come upon your life in such a mighty way. There's going to be such great fruitfulness in the Ark Fellowship this year because the Lord of hosts will descend upon this congregation to bless every family. Don't despair. Don't be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. Stay strong because the Lord God Almighty, by the power of His precious blood, is working on your behalf. There can be no opposition because the peace of God that passes knowledge will drown every opposition that comes against your life. There is nothing to fear. There is nothing to be worried about because the Lord is with you. Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed.